All right, welcome, welcome to another BS session. Uh, we're here with a guest, Mr. Vincent right. Cavanaugh, the great freaking Hollywood story, New York storytelling prince kind of guy here. Whatever I am. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Hanging in there, just dealing yeah, with yeah. a little hot day we, we got out here. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny, man, because it, it's like nobody's ever had a beef with you unless you're in like a kiss group. <laughs> oh, me? No, no. Trust me, I've, I've even had them in Prince groups just because there's always right. somebody talking about something strange. <laughs> yeah, you're like the Prince X super fan. I'm like the Prince fan. If I want to know things, I text you. Hey, what did Prince do here? What did Prince do there? You have the freaking kiss groups are the most kiss groups are the most amazing thing because everybody talks shit about them, but everybody listens to them and watches all their comments and shit. Yep, you know what I mean. <laughs> totally true. Totally okay. true. And plus, part of those kiss nerds are tards. They probably had me kicked off Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I make fun of Paul here and there, and everybody. I, makes we fun both of got Paul. me and Vincent both got this: the Prince and the Revolution live Purple Rain. Freaking the audio, like you said, Vincent, was really good. And like I told you when I first watched it, I uh, I said it looks like a VHS transfer. You're Dude, right. when I sent you that when I sent you that link, you said you weren't gonna get it. I got it. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you, you saw totally the right. same thing. You probably saw more because you have the original video cassette still. Yep, I have the original one here and it's uh beat up quite a bit. But um the thing is you know, you're exactly right about how that thing looked. I was, I was really scrutinizing, looking it over, and I was like, "Man, they didn't do anything on this." No, it was like, why didn't they? Why did they have to charge us for a Blu-ray? They could have put it on a DVD. <laughs> there was yeah. nothing. Yeah. There's, the Blu-ray wasn't even needed unless it was for the audio. I so. think that's it. The audio is the only thing because the audio is like kicked up in a lot of places. It's pretty clear. Yeah, but, it's pretty clear, and some of the video is really blurry. <laughs> it's like, I like, but it's still, you got the feel that you were there, man. That was just a freaking show. And we were talking about, I think you said after that tour, he didn't uh, really move like that anymore. No, he, he still jumped around quite a bit. I mean, I think it was only up until after, um, you know, when he did Diamonds and Pearls, that's when he really started not jumping around like he, he used to. Right. Yeah, because I remember, I remember him really active watching videos from like the 2000s and stuff. Or actually, no, it's late 1990. Diamond Pearls came out in 1990s, right? Mm -hmm. At the yeah. end of it or early 2000? Yeah, probably about early 2000. That was the, what was it? The power, new power machine? Was that his? Um, new power new, generation. New power generation, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Vincent's are seen a revolution also and by themselves. So, freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. They, the actual revolution? Cool. Yeah, they played in Hollywood a couple times. They even get a free concert at Grant Park in downtown LA. And uh, they played uh, at the Ace Hotel and they played the Wiltern. And um, yeah, I mean, I was at all of them. Wow, that would have been cool. Where's the Ace Hotel? I keep seeing shows for that. Is that a cool place to see a show at? It's downtown LA. It's, you know, it gets near to the CD place. It's not too far from the Orpheum. Mm -hmm. Only problem is don't ever get something in the upper balcony because the balcony's got like angled seating and everyone in the front row of the balcony, if they stand up, you can't see the stage. Oh shit. I know we want to sit down. <laughs> <We're old. laughs> yeah, right. 
You got to get in that front row. I'm like, I'm like this. I'm like the old Get down. I can't even videotape you, asshole. You're standing right in front of my film. Right. He's trying to do the Black Crows. <laughs> the one guy just stood up the whole, and I'm like this. I go, fuck it. I stopped taping. And then finally he sat down, and my friend would be, hey, dude, he sat down. You can tape now. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw um, Billy Idol there with Steve Stevens doing the acoustic show. And um, rocks. Yeah, it was, it was good. Except for, you know, I was probably in like the sixth row of the, bal- of the balcony or the eighth row back. And everybody in the first four rows stood up. And then the stage, you couldn't even see them. It was just uh, like, they oh were just damn. <laughs> this is a weird angle of the way the seats are put in that place that you don't want to. Don't get up there if you, if you, if you can avoid it. <laughs> I, I never even heard of that theater. I just see uh, tick tickets for this group this group you know billy idol's playing fantasy springs in august yeah the 13th i think are you gonna go that's a nice theater we're gonna we just got tickets for pat benatar there <laughs> oh that or should be fun Agudasi, Dosi. yeah i like him when they play these small casinos man you get like just them and no opening act it's just all killer yeah. no filler it's like yeah. some uh, last time i saw the black crows they had dirty honey with them so that was cool but it was cool just seeing them by themselves so I was mm-hmm. like it. I mean, we we were gonna get Sammy Hagar tickets there, but we didn't. We got we got Ace. We got um, uh, Alice Cooper. Oh, that should be good. Yeah, by himself at the casino. The new Yamava Theater is really nice, dude. Not a bad seat in the house. Wow. Yeah, just stay away from the one-armed bandits, and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I, w- I wanted to talk about before we we're doing an episode on our top ten TV themes, but before that. Um, None of you guys watched the Sex Pistols on Hulu, right? Not yet, no. No, I didn't see it, but I, I heard John Lydon isn't happy about it. But the other three no. are. The other two <laughs> or other three or whatever. They're fine with it. And uh, doesn't uh, jo- Steve Jones, he does a KLOS show, Jonesy's Jukebox out here. So I always like Steve Jones. I saw the movie. I, I don't know why John Lydon didn't like it. because He doesn't like he, anything. Dude, <laughs> they, they made him look like a saint in this movie. They showed him helping this girl had an aborted baby and how he wrote the song about her so people could hear her story that she was raped in a hospital and she aborted the baby. Huh? Shit. Yeah, it's fucking, he says, you know, go bury it, do something. He says, go bury it, give it a proper funeral. John Lydon tells her, Johnny Rotten, and she does it and she's a huge Sex Pistols fan and and he wrote the song because he wanted people to know about her story. And it, and it shows him trying to get the people off drugs and it, it I, I, this is a this fucking makes John I now I like the Sex Pistols because John Lydon I thought he was a dick but after seeing this I go dude I'm gonna listen to the album again to see if I like it so I've always liked Bodies so yeah but I was like he he fucked this is a great public relations for him man it's, it's on Hulu right yeah it's on Hulu it's really good yeah. six six episode thing on it. You guys didn't see that, and then um, let's talk about your favorite subject, Vincent Paul Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been having a blast with this stuff lately. Yeah. So uh, tell us what you think about it, because you're gonna you're gonna have the longest story. <laughs> well, he's absolutely stone cold busted. It's not like we haven't been saying he's been lip syncing. Right. You know, we all know he's been lip syncing, and everybody cuts him a pass because, oh, he's the historic member of kiss he's a legend he's an icon it's it's true you can't take that away from him but 
he's just dishonest about the whole thing, pretending it doesn't exist. And we know it's bothering him because he's getting up there and like saying at soundcheck that, um, you know, people say that we don't lip sync or whatever. He, he said some, something to the extent that, uh, you know, it's not like we're going to get up here and lip sync and like <laughs> pretend. And it's like, dude, we know you are because we, we know what your voice sounds like when you played in Barcelona. <laughs> that, yeah. that Spain show, his voice was just shredded up like a oh, turkey. Horrible. Yeah. Oh, God, I, yeah, I feel um, sorry for those poor fans. <laughs> you know, I saw Meatloaf before he died, a couple years before he died, and, you know, he admitted, you know, he's like, look, my voice ain't the same as it was, but I'm going to give you all I got. You know what I mean? That was cool of him to say that, because his voice was shot, you know, but he still put on a good show. Now, if Paul was honest saying, look, I'm going to give you my best still, you know? Yeah. I mean, but this guy's so flagrant, so full of shit, man. It's it, if you buy any of his bullshit, there's something wrong up here, man. It really is. Uh, yeah. The yeah, guy is, I don't know. Well, his, their legacy is totally down to shit. Especially when he freaking kicked people out of the band because they couldn't hack it anymore. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, call. Um, exactly. You look in the mirror, dude. Look right. at them. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, that makes it even worse for, for you guys. You guys are huge Kiss fans. I'm just like yeah. casual Kiss. I like yeah. 70s. I like some Vinny. I like some freaking Kulik. Yeah. I mean, he was in—he was in one of the best frontmen I think in rock and roll history up until like 2000. Well, yeah. I'm not going to doubt that. I've seen old video; they're really fucking good. Yeah, I saw them in '79. Yeah. I saw, oh, I saw them. Awesome. It was. I've crazy. never seen them, but I'll take your word on it. But everybody else has seen them. Said it was like the greatest show they've ever seen. Yeah, it was so. earth shattering. It was like mind blowing to see all four of them doing their thing when you knew who they were because at that time everybody in society who was into music considered them like superheroes if you were a fan right so to see them live do their thing and they still had a little bit of edginess to them it was is incredible i mean and that was my first concert ever and as a as a kid it was just if you're going to go to a first concert to go to kiss it's just like you know right <laughs> going to another planet and and they delivered and yeah. you know Paul, everybody was on fire everybody was really good and just when I see the videos of them now, I'm like, it's night and day. It's just different. It but it gives you good uh, meme material. <laughs> yeah. And we aren't stopping with those. No. But it appears that they're, they're still putting asses in seats, though, man. I, I, I don't get oh, it. nostalgia. Well, at least. Yeah. It's at a least, nostalgia thing. At least you had David Roth get up there and croak, man. You know, he wasn't using back in days. <laughs> you got to give him some credit there. But, uh, you know, um, I'm sorry. Oh, Kiss has a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to bring my kid or my friends or my family to see them one last time. And there are all these people coming to the shows, filling the seats that really could give two shits. They'll go watch Taylor Swift tomorrow instead. Right. So these are like people under duress and after constant nagging brought in to see these shows, you know. It's it's like the only reason why kids like Taylor Swift is because they get a song at a time and they stream it and they she does get a lot of physical copies sold because there's fucking really weirdos out there who like that shit. <laughs> but, yeah. but the thing is, she wouldn't be as nearly as big without streaming because back in the day, if we like something, we get Columbia House and get them out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. So they but uh, yeah, you nailed it. You guys nailed it with Kiss, man. With Paul Stanley, man. The guy is just—he's shot. He can't admit it. And uh, I think Gene needs to step up and say, "Look, man, <laughs> we got to end this." You quick. seen Gene go like this to Paul before yeah. practice, right? Yeah. 
I seen him. Say you're gonna lose your voice. You're gonna lose mm-hmm. your voice. Yeah. Yeah. My God, it's like Michael Sweet admitted he's bringing it down like an uh, like uh, down tuning it like an like an octave or something, a yeah. fifth or whatever, because he wants to save his voice. He said I could sing another twenty years. He's admitting they don't use tapes. They only use tapes for like when they go Yahweh. You know that's that's just because they can't have a whole orchestra and choir on that song. <laughs> yeah. So but that makes doesn't that you use tapes? It's fine with it. If you need to use a tape, fine. I get it. You can't like you know play live five different guitar tracks. You know what I mean? Just fucking yeah. admit you do it with tapes. <laughs> it's not that hard. And like you know, I think no. people would respect him a lot more if he did that. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah, just tell the truth. Hey, man, I'm fucking old. I need help. I need sweeteners. You know, if you want, we're we're putting on a show. You watch Britney Spears, and she completely lip syncs. At least I'm singing, singing to myself. (laughs) But it's like at the start of every tour, he makes this issue saying, "Hey, we might have Peter and Ace come out and do some songs." He did that at the beginning of the first end of the road tour, and then in this tour, he said, "Hey, we might have Aderson Peter. Anything can happen." We it might happen. Why don't you buy a ticket and maybe it'll happen. Right. And then, and then at the last minute, you'll see a month or two later, he's going to say, "Oh, we can't depend on them. They're not reliable. They're <laughs> it's like then he shits all over them, and he's done this twice already. Yeah. And you still have people stupid enough to stand there and go like, maybe we get a ticket and we'll see Ace and Peter. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we already saw Ace and he was great. People are saying he's losing it now. So I don't yeah. know. Really? He seems, he seems to be checked out a little bit. I don't know. Maybe yes. I'm just misreading the videos or not. Well, I don't his know, band but... is really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It seems like he doesn't want to be there. In my, in, when, you know, when I watch the videos. I haven't lively. seen him live lately. He was lively when we saw him. He's going oh, off okay. on uh, Democrats and shit. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> I got the video but, uh, tape, but it got erased by uh, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, why can't, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just pisses me off. It's just, every time we talk about it, I get pissed off. <laughs> and I'm always over here. Good. Keep You're the one loving it, exactly, <laughs> fucking shit stir. Yeah. I had the whole wall from floor to ceiling in my room, like in two walls. Oh, I did too. Posters. All the circus magazines, rip magazines. I had all the pictures ripped out, stuck all over my wall, man. Yeah, I, I just like watching watching the Kiss fans go, <laughs> and then the ones go, "Fuck you, they're still Kiss. Fuck you, well, fuck you, they're not the same. Fuck you, they rule still." Yeah, it's it's like it's like, yeah, popcorn. <laughs> the funny part is, so many of their comebacks and like stuff towards people like me and my friends is. It's so like already overused that we can predict as they say it, when they say it. Damn. Oh, give him a break. He's 70 years old. It's like, oh, maybe he was sick that night. It's like, how many times do you think they're going to hear the same excuse that he can't sing anymore? He's toast. Just do a whole set of Gene songs and have Paul play rhythm because Gene sounds better than he does. <laughs> You can have Tommy sing a few Ace songs and have uh, Eric sing a fucking couple of Peter songs. <laughs> uh, Good that, Lord. Poor, that poor guy wishes he was a musician. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because uh, what is here's it? another. I think, here's I think another, Vince here's, is talking about Tommy how he can't really play. <laughs> here's another. Here's another great lie about Paul Stanley. Oh yeah, Kiss will continue without Paul and Gene. They could. Yeah, right. We could be like foreigner. 
we that just has one member in the band or sometimes no members in the band right. i've heard them say compare themselves to foreigner doing that it's like, like dude shut the hell up dude nobody's buying this bullshit yeah. who would pay money to see that unless they say it's a tribute show or something maybe but there's well, some people are doing kiss better than kiss now that, that Ricky Medlock put together a, a Blackfoot that he's hardly ever in. Oh. <laughs> so he's, he even said, yeah, I'm going to do the foreigner, man. I could come play. I could do another band and I could come back with them and they could just carry the Blackfoot name on. And there's no original that's member. The casual fan, that's where you get the casual fans that don't know about shit like that. I don't you know? even know about Blackfoot. Little River Band. That's another band. The Little River Band is another band. No original members left them, but everybody goes and see them because they have no <laughs> idea they're seeing a cover band. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's like people saying, hey, look at Ace Freely on stage with Kiss now. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> then you have like the, the Kiss idiots saying, oh, like everybody knows that's not Ace anymore. And yet you still see it online. Do a Google search and look how many times you're going to see Ace Freely under Tommy's pictures that are recent. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's like, come on. <laughs> stop stop lying just just be honest it's like the whole point of like the memes and stuff we do is for just people to be honest and just be you know you can you can have fun with this stuff but it's like when you start getting raging at people for disagreeing with you and you know that it's a lie it's like well it's time to put you in school and school you kid (laughs) i love it when you do that man and it's like (laughs) it's awesome because you're freaking you're very intelligent guy man i Look at all his guitars, man. This guy can play all these instruments. <laughs> yeah, I thought I read a comment. That's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah, man. He's a musician, dude. And he's also films for CNN and whatever, Fox. He's like, cool. like, like three in the morning. He's doing Fox and Freelancer. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's like a contract gig I do. I do like video for all the major networks and stuff. But oh, dude, that's everybody. awesome. Rocks, yeah, man. Right on. But and I then keep telling, keep telling my friends that one day I'm going to say, enough things about kissing Paul Stanley that I'll get sent to his house. <laughs> it's going to happen. You're going to go, oh, fuck. Well, he knows who that other guy is, but uh, let's keep you secret for a while. I got to wear like a fake mustache and beard. <laughs> get smart, disguise. <laughs> Bring down the cone of silence over Paul. <laughs> but um, And then we get to, uh, speaking of guys who can't sing anymore live, at least he doesn't try to hide it. Uh, Alec John Such, the original bass player, supposedly a Bon Jovi. <laughs> what do you guys think about him? Well, he uh, died? Yeah. yeah, Alec John Such died. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What do you mean, think about him? What do you mean? I said, what do you guys think, think- about him? Because Hugh McDonald actually played everything on the album oh. in the back of the stage. Yeah, I heard that. I heard, you know, even John Bon Jovi say he didn't really contribute too much to the recording. So, I mean, sad the guy died. I mean, I'm not a fan of Bon Jovi, so I really couldn't, you know, you know. well, it's kind of it's kind of cool because he was part of my like what teens watching him in the video right. and st- watching him on stage looking cool and then you find out later he didn't play on the album Hugh McDonald played from the first album in the studio with John that's the bass player they got now isn't it yeah he got wow. in the Hall of Fame <laughs> with them because he's been playing on them from yeah. every album because Alec didn't play and he played in the back the reason why Hugh wasn't a full member of the band he was bald yeah Alec had the look Oh, you know, um, it's interesting because Alec had all the bass endorsements in all the magazines. Right. He, yeah. he would be posing with all the basses and all the equipment and the instrument, and there would be like these Bon Jovi things. It'd be like, yeah. hey, okay, 
You know, he even had that, that rubber string mini bass. Yeah. Forget what it was called from Fernandez. They put it out, but he was another endorser of product. And uh, I didn't. Who knew? Who knew? Well, yeah. he was my face of Bon Jovi, and and uh, Fred Curry was another his... one from Cinderella. He never played on a stage. Yeah, it was a Cozy Powell. Yeah. Well, you know, Cozy Powell got credited on the album. You look at Long Cold Winter. Tom Kiefer puts the credits of everybody. Oh, that's cool. At least. Yeah, he gives he gave Cozy Powell credit. And I think on the first album, the other drummer gets credit too. So he says, no, if you play on my album, you get credit. I love Tom Kiefer, man. You mean he didn't get to be in the commercial for the hot dog store, whatever that was? <laughs> hot dog store? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, condolences to John's family, man. I, I Those are rumors about you, so I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to be, I don't want some Bon Jovi freak or somebody saying I'm heartless and shit. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't want to see anybody die or anything. It's sad. No, I, I, don't, never, I, don't. I was never a big Bon Jovi fan. So, Well, this is something we would have talked about anyways about him not yeah. being a yeah. rumor, but he died before we got a chance to talk about it. I was actually going to bring that up a couple of weeks ago and I forgot. But um, I heard he also like got everybody together. Like everybody got introduced together. Through yeah, him, he was so. Richie's friend and he brought Richie to John and then they got the other guy. He, he did. He was a creator of the band, you know, but I think, think John, I don't know if you guys know this, John Bon Jovi's a perfectionist. He wanted perfect bass on his albums. He's more in control than people think. <laughs> That's why yeah. Richie Bolton. Oh, I don't doubt it. His name's yeah. on the product. I don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like Eddie Van Halen. You know, he was in total control of Van Halen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Everybody says it was Alex. I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, it's always Eddie. It's always Eddie. Because uh, Michael Anthony said today, him and Alex have always talked. <laughs> Even after he got booted out of the band, him and Alex are still talking. So it was Eddie that got Michael out of the band. He's mad at Roth or whatever. Mad at uh, Sammy for him playing with Sammy. But let's get to the... um, I think that's about all it. Oh, the Rolling Stone Top 100. Led Zeppelin in 2012 was like 27. Nirvana was number 17. Now Nirvana is number five. Led Zeppelin, I've been going through the top 50. I haven't seen Led Zeppelin physical graffiti yet. But I see a lot of like Dr. Dre... All this other stuff, and I'm going, huh? <laughs> I thought they were a rock magazine or just a music magazine, or they used they're a shitty be. magazine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, number one in 2012 was Sergeant Pepper's Beatles, which I'm fine with. Number two is the Beach Boys Pet Sounds, which I'm fine with. Now it's Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. And number two is still Beach Beach Boys Pet Sounds, and be- Sergeant Pepper's goes behind Revolver and everything now. So it kind of changed. And Beyonce's Lemonade album is on the top 50. And she was one of the voters. Her and, uh, Billie, her and Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift voted on the 2020. I don't know. It's kind of like Rolling Stone started out being like the counterculture magazine, the ones against the war mm-hmm. and stuff in the early 70s and stuff like that. And they represented all the, the poets and the musicians and throughout the 70s and stuff but then when they hit the 80s it's like you know there was a lot of good variety of music then and it seems now they're trying to like retain any kind of uh respect and shove everything in there try to try to make everyone like everything and just you know they're just trying to get customers but they're just a name now they're not like nobody considers them i don't think anybody considers them 
Wayne Davis will be like Playboy gone. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read. I haven't read a Rolling Stone magazine shit in twenty years, man. If that, probably longer than that too. Just a bunch of music pompous assholes, elitists who think they yeah, know yeah. music. I agree. And I That's said, yeah, I want to see a top five hundred of real music fans who buy the music, listen to the music. I don't want freaking Beyonce and Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift. Well, Adam Clayton of U2 is there also. Uh, that's kind of like five to one there. <laughs> Somebody who knows good music. Others who don't. Uh, fucking Billie Eilish. But I don't, I don't shit she's on them like Billie Eilish or Taylor Swift. I don't shit on them. but uh, I don't shit on them. But they we get on the same page as some of these bands like Zeppelin or you know Queen. Uh, any, any band like that. It's just, they're not there yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They got a long way to be on the same page. But Beyonce's lemonade. I don't understand that. Ellen. I don't get her at all. She's always bugged me. I never thought she could sing well. Her high register goes down my spine. I liked her with Destiny's Child because the other two made up uh, for her. <laughs> I, I just think she is so overrated. There's so well, much, she changed her sound when she left. Kelly Rollins. Kelly Rollins better. is a much better singer. Way than better, her, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. She just, married she the right have, dude. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have Jay Z. That's what I was about to tell you. Yeah. But she was good in the Austin Powers movie. Man, <laughs> eh, Foxy Thatcher. Come on. <laughs> she looked good in that movie. Oh, she's a beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just she's just bothered me from the start. Never really I'm, liked her. I'm just saying, no Nirvana album should be above any Led Zeppelin album. Maybe Kodor into the outdoor, but physical graffiti is a work of fucking art. It is. <laughs> <laughs> work of fucking art fucking I mean Nirvana in, in, in their defense I'm not a huge fan of them I like two songs from them but they did change the music landscape man. you know what I mean that album did so it deserves some props but better than any Zeppelin album yeah. Yeah. you gotta I, I, you gotta give some props to at the same time Nirvana came, uh, per, Pearl Jam came out with 10 so it was kind of in conjunction Yeah, they kind of worked together on that and then you had freaking Soundgarden come out with a what super unknown around a little bit later isn't it um or was it bad motor finger i think it's bad motor finger definitely bad motor finger was a game changer with that yeah but the first sound garden uh louder than love yeah is that it yeah i think so yeah that was the one that like i think started getting the mtv uh play and then get get popular it's just like there was just Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. It's like without them, you wouldn't have like Screaming Trees or all these other bands or the Melvins, you know, the Melvins still got lost. It sucks. They're a pretty good band at what I've heard of them. So. Tell you the truth. I've probably listened to Hot Dog from Led Zeppelin more than any Nirvana <laughs> album. <laughs> Ian loves that song. <laughs> That's a great tune, man. <laughs> really? I love that song. As oh, creepy yeah. as that song is, I still heard it more than <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I'm I sorry. Don't... I'm a nut swing when it comes to Zeppelin, man. So there's not too much yeah, I don't I'm... like by them. Well, Rolling Stone didn't like Zeppelin. They didn't like Rush. They never liked I haven't them. even they looked at Rush's. If, if Moving Pictures is not, or 2112 is not in the top 500, it's a sham, I tell you. It's a fucking sham. <laughs> But they hated Rush. They hated Zeppelin. So they're getting back at him now. Fuckers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The <sighs> critics of Rolling Stone back in the day that used to like tear everybody apart. The only one that was good was Dave Freak. 
Freak or whatever his name is, David Freake or Freak. Oh, he started, yeah, he owned Rip, didn't he? Yeah, he's he was the only uh reviewer I trusted in that magazine. Because yeah. he turned me on to some cool albums. I can't remember what they were now, but he always so that, gave an honest that, review. And he also reviewer, did, he also ahead, was on when uh, Neil Peart died, he did a whole show on Sirius XM, like a whole Dave Frick was on there hosting that. The Neil Peart Jerby. So that's pretty fucking cool. I don't know. The best reviewer is yourself. Yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the see, like where Ralph says, my collection <laughs> shows I pay for my artist, <laughs> right? I just got a new CD cabinet, too. <laughs> I ran out of room on this one. I yeah, got all, I'm out of room I got all these to put too. away. <laughs> no, I have a wardrobe over here in the living room that's like five, five layers deep or whatever with like nothing but CDs because I don't have the shelf space, so I just have this big wardrobe with it. Yeah, you got to put your guitars out front. <laughs> yeah, I got I got like 10 more in my son's closet. Oh, shit. Damn. Kick but ass. I got close well, that meme 20. is true. That's why guitarists are always broke. They're always buying guitars. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been taking a break, though. I think the last one I got is that little purplish Strat. It's probably the last one. Or this nice. black one back here, the Telly. <clears throat> That's probably the last one I got for a while. And you got a 5150 amp back there? That's an original, all retubed, um, and uh, it kills. I can't really like bring it to too many places if I play shows because uh, they all start complaining immediately when they see me rolling it in. Oh, in the Sex Pistols movie, the Sex Pistols stole like a great amp, and they're rolling it in. They were opening for a band, and the band said, "You can't use that amp. You'll sound better than us. You can't use that amp." <laughs> and if I could just put it in there, said, "Fuck you." And <laughs> Then they started a riot. <laughs> it was fucking funny. Yeah, I think sound guys all know about that amp. And then, um, I mean, the last time I used it was when I played uh, that zombie uh, house party in um, the Saban Theater in Hollywood. Right. So I needed something powerful for that big-ass place. Yeah. Hey, did you get tickets for Duran Duran? No, not yet. I've been thinking about that. I just, uh, I'm going to try to get to see that one for sure. Yeah. I always play them on that metal station to the chagrin of people. <laughs> Dude, you're like digging, you're digging deep with the deep tracks last Tuesday. You like man. it? Yeah, I did actually. There's some good tunes, man. Yeah, man. I was gonna make a like a whole. I already have it set like a new wave eighty set, like psychedelic furs, new order, Susie and the Banshees, Oingo Boingo. I was gonna do all that, and I said if I play these all in order, it's gonna <laughs> piss people off. So I'm going to put metal tracks in between all the new wave tracks. I'm still waiting to hear Ghost, man. Come on, dude. What are you waiting for? I have Ghost, man. I can't give you something I don't have. I do got to buy her Slayer's Greatest Hits for James West and Plans and Slayer. That fucker's on there. I got him on all their radio stations. He's on Brian's show. He's on Bushy's show. I got him on Saturday morning. And now he's on my show. And then he was on Metal Mike on Friday. I freaking got that guy doing it, man. I love James West, man. He's having fun. He's always requesting Pantera or Down. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool dude. Oh, fuck yeah. I love that guy, man. He's moving right now, so he's like, I'm moving, guys. I'll be back on. I'm moving. I got to pack this shit. He says, oh, shit, I found my history. I thought my ex stole that. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> funny shit that he thought was gone. I go, history? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> They do that sometimes. They they walk off with shit. That's what he was. Yeah, my uh, 
my ex walked off with my uh all my uh u2 live concerts like live in chicago yeah live in somewhere else on freaking dvd and i'm like fuck those were gifts from her parents for christmas <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> she, parents, she, she knew how to hurt you man she knew how to hurt you and then she well the thing is she had two guys help her move out and um i said where's my you took my youtube concerts well i don't have anything because they ripped me off <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> unless she's lying but i don't think she's lying that sucks yeah i but, lost a whole bunch of vhs tapes like one left with two, two uh shopping bags of VHS tapes of uh, concert stuff. So I lost my Duran Duran stuff then. Damn. I'm just glad she didn't walk off with this thing. <laughs> What's that? That's my John Taylor bass. Ooh, shit. Nice. So you're a gearhead, dude. I don't know. I just watch him play bass. <laughs> I, I just know if you go to YouTube and you listen to isolated John Taylor bass tracks, it's going to blow your mind. I think uh-huh. you told me you have metal musicians who break their fingers trying to play John Taylor. Oh, yeah, this videos are people trying to do it, and they're just like, oh, my God, like, it's a lot harder than, than it looks. Like, they wanted to write them off as people who couldn't play. And, you know, when they started, they were still uh, kind of learning how to do a lot of stuff. But, you know, dude could play. Yeah. yeah. The good thing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we're going to get to see Warren Cucurillo and Andy Taylor on the stage with Duran Duran performing. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, i got to see that. <laughs> it's going to be on HBO later, but it's out here it's at the microsoft theater dude go it's, it's at the microsoft theater <laughs> i wish to god i still had access to that to that stuff like i used to oh god he got me into priest free there dude it's like freaking me him and edwin canistrachi see I, I have no problem saying those two his name or just lee's name <laughs> it's, say your last name i can say canistrachi uh i can't say Kirschman. uh okay but uh let's get into our list Let's start with your top 10. We're, go, we're going to go 10 to 1. And we start with our number 10. What's your number 10, Vincent? Oh, this is TV themes? Yeah, TV themes. Definitely um, $6 million man. Ooh, good one. Great show. Oh, great show. Do you know that I saw, see it has it on a Facebook ad to buy it on DVD, Blu-ray, and a Blu-ray. And I'm going, it's like 60 bucks. I want it. No, I want it. No, fuck it. I scroll past it. Fuck that shit. Fucking Facebook knows what I like. It sucks. Yeah, they stalk you digitally. Yeah, I always put do not track now on the iPhone. Do not track. Do not track. <laughs> fuck them. They ain't making money off me. What's your number 10, Jerry? Number 10 is uh, This Life of Sons of Anarchy. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a great, it's like, you know, it's something like Bob Seger type song. It's really cool. Uh, who the guy's name? What's his name? Curtis Steigers. Yeah. Um, love, you know, love the Southern Rock. I love the show. It was a great show. Um, the Ed and, Sheeran so- song they had in the uh, last season was pretty damn good. It's the only song I like by Ed Sheeran. It's like Blue Make It Rain. Huh? Make It Rain. Make It Rain. That's a fucking killer. Yeah. I bought that off iTunes. And then I listened to his other stuff again. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't he sound like that? He sounded like rootsy, bluesy, and I'm like, fucking Ed, dude. He sounded like a pop fucking John Mayer now. I like that. <laughs> he, he did something for uh, Lord of the Rings, too. That was another little single, I think. Mm, yeah, check that one out, because he seems to do better when he doesn't make an album. <laughs> <laughs> and then my top ten is, we're moving on up to these <laughs> Jeffersons, man. Fuck yeah. I love that show. 
I my top 10 is all the songs that are still in my head that somebody go, what's this theme? And I start singing it. It's like these themes that I have, there's a lot I left off that I could do the same thing, but we could only make fucking 10. This is hard for me because I'm a TV addict. You know, my babysitter was at fucking TV. My mom was at work. I was watching reruns of Adam's family, fucking monsters, all that shit. That's all I had to do. I didn't have friends. I had the TV. So TV <laughs> themes are hard for me because I know them all. Like that yeah. show on HBO with the guy who was raised by the TV. I can't remember. Yeah, it was a fucking great show. And then what's your number nine, um, Vincent? Dream On. That was that show, right? Dream On, yeah. Uh, what was the other good one? I was going to say the theme of the Dukes of Hazard. That's a good one. That's on my list. I'm not going to tell you where it's at yet. <laughs> All right. I think I was going to start like way back. So I'm going to the older shows and uh, used to watch that every Friday night on CBS. Every Friday, that and BJ and the Bear on NBC turn it over for Chips. And then because uh, Chips was on like right after the Dukes, I think, turn it on. And you got mm-hmm. all these shows. Channel then, it was Sheriff, then it was Sheriff Lobo. Sheriff Lobo. <laughs> See, that was a good theme too, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. There's a lot of great themes I didn't pick. But what's your number nine, Jerry? Same exact one, man. He says, fuck. You got them low in your list. Yeah, just just a fun, cool show, man. I mean, who cares about plots and shit like that? It's just fun to watch, you know what I mean? Three more seasons. <laughs> Even the Koi and Vance season I want. <laughs> I could have done that the Koi and Vance season. I know, but the next season they brought them back and then they canceled yeah. it. They showed their asses leaving. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, my number nine is it takes different strokes. It takes different strokes to move the world. <laughs> different I strokes. I thought about that one. Yeah. I fucking love that song. Fucking Alan Thick, dude. I think he wrote like a gr- lot of him and his wife, Lori Loring. They wrote Days of They were not Days of Our Lives, but they, she was on Days of Our Lives. They wrote fucking Growing Pains, Different Strokes, Backs of Life. Fucking those two wrote all that music for those shows. Alan Thick was a songwriter. I never knew that. Why do you think his son is a his son? I know, I know his Alan son Dick. is. Yeah, I know his son is. Oh, I never knew that about him. Alan Thick. I first saw him. He, he had a talk show. He had a talk show. Thick of the night. Yeah, that was the first time I ever seen him. I didn't know he was a songwriter. So. Oh yeah, he wrote him. Fuck I know. Gloria Loring wrote all those TV themes. Oh, okay, she was an cool. actress on uh, Days of Our Lives. Yes, I watched that because I skipped a lot of school. Back then, I had no cable. I had to watch. Uh, I had Netflix. to watch General Hospital. That's the one I was oh, forced to watch. Oh, fuck that show. I watched that show. <laughs> then we get to our number eight. What's your number eight, Vincent? Something I don't know if you guys have seen. Um, do you remember The Magic Garden? Did you guys ever watch that? No. No. It was a kid's show, and it was popular in New York. But when I was a little kid, they used to have this show called The Magic Garden. And it was like... Uh, Almost like a Captain Kangaroo type show. Okay. Nice. I never heard of it. Maybe it was only a local show. It could have been local to New York. Yeah. But it was just something from childhood that was really, uh, really obscure. So I figured that'd be a good one to throw in there. Yeah, I could have put the Great Space Coaster in there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, the Great Space Coaster. Yeah. Off we go. That's great, man. Yeah. This is Gary. No news. Good news. Gary Gnu. <laughs> Gary Gnu. Yeah. And then uh, what's your number eight, Jerry? 
On a race to Jefferson's, man. We're kind of like, uh, <laughs> like I, said, I know, uh, I, I know you're going to have one of the that I didn't pick on here. I think the bottom ones are going to be pretty much the same for all of us. I think maybe. Well, my number we'll eight, my number eight is Happy Days. I fucking love Happy Days. You know, I was talking to my friends. I go, this show what like started in 1972 when I was two. Mm-hmm. And so as I got older, I started watching the original Happy Days on ABC, the new episodes. But I was back on Channel 11 or Channel 5 watching the ones that I was too young to remember. So I was watching the reruns while watching the original show at the same time during its run because they didn't have that many reruns back. The same thing with Three's Company. I was watching the reruns while watching the last four ep- seasons of that at the same time. A little it overlap. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. So I go, Chrissy left. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't get to know her yet. Because she left after the first season, a little bit in the second season. And I'm like, fucking. And it was Terry. Who was after Terry? There's one of the girls. It was that dumb chick after. It was like they tried to get another Chrissy. Jenny Lee Harrison. Yeah. And then they brought Terry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't didn't pick um, freaking. Three's company, but it's on my uh, list of why uh, I didn't pick it. It was one of my ones I would have picked. And then we get to our number seven. What's your number seven, Vincent? Oh, the theme from Good Times. Oh, that's a good one. Temporary layoffs. That was such an upbeat, happy theme for a show that had some rough, uh, right topics. Yeah. I think it meant they're they're going through bad times, but they're still happy as a family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they stay together as a family. The good times is being with the family, not what they're going through. Yep. Yeah. That was a good freaking. Okay, what, what was that? Lear again? Norman, Norman Lear. Lear? Norman wrote, Lear. Yeah, yeah, Norman Lear did all these fucking shows, man. It's like what did Jefferson's freaking Good Times? You know, all, all in the, the family. family. Yeah. Fucking great, great. He's still alive, man. He's <laughs> still alive. Damn. And then we get to our number uh, seven. What's your number seven, Vincent? Monsters theme. Easy. Ah, oh, that was on my list of I didn't pick. <laughs> <laughs> it, was ori- it was originally in the, the top ten, but I took it out because I remembered other ones. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you can't. There's so many that you couldn't even put it in a list of fifty. Yeah, uh, freaking Jerry said it was easy for him, and I was like, really? No, I said the top. The top. The top ones are easy for me. Not really, because all the ones I pick could be top number one to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so what's your number seven, Jerry? The great John Sebastian. Welcome back, Carter. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That actually should have been up a little further, I think. Um, as far as iconic theme songs, that'll always be up there. Um, I didn't really care for the show too much, but I love the uh, songs. I liked it till, what is it, uh, John Travolta left, and they brought in the guy that says made every made every show jump the shark. Bullshit, freaking uh, the guy who played Jefferson on uh, uh, McGinley. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> dude, he was on for like seven seasons of freaking Married with Children. Like that show ended right when he came on there. He, At, I, I'm sorry, but he was good in Married with Children, man. I'm he sorry. was great in Married with Children. <laughs> My God, he was in Happy Days when Happy Days is ending. and was yep. in Welcome Back, Cotter. They forget that he was in fucking Married with Children longer than Steve. He was in the love boat too, I think, wasn't he? 
Yeah, well, yeah, it was in there at the end. <laughs> That's why they called him. Always when at the, the show end, is yeah. Jump the Shark. Yeah. <laughs> they bring in Ted McGinley. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, my number seven is Laverne and Shirley. Oh. If I can, I'm always singing Shamil, Shamazel, House of Bad for Corporate. We're going to do it. Yeah. Fucking in Wayne's World, they didn't put Happy Days. They put Laverne and Shirley in there. <laughs> That's why they're right above Happy Days, even though I like Happy Days better. But that theme is just so iconic. It was in a Wayne's World movie. <laughs> Lenny and Squiggy ruled, man. Oh, Lenny and Squiggy ruled. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Michael McKeon's coming back to Spinal Tap. Let's see how that works. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to our number six. What's your number six, Vincent? Uh, oh, what was this one that I was thinking of? Um, I was going to say uh, the music theme from Battlestar Galactica. That's a great one. Which one, the second or the first? The first, first right? Original. That was great. I know uh, uh, Nate loves Battlestar Galactica, the new ones, and I'm saying the old ones are just. I love the new one. I love them both. I love the new one too. There's room um, to like both in those. Yeah, I love them both. I love. I just don't like that bear. <laughs> that freaking look. The weird uh, oh. <laughs> robot dog. Robot dog. That was, and the kid was kind of irritating. Uh, whole haircut. But the chicks were hot in that show, man. James Seymour, man, was in that. Oh, kind of hot chicks in there. Heck yeah. And what's your number six, Jerry? Number six is Happy Days. <laughs> yeah, that was my number eight. <laughs> and like you said, just, you know, I wasn't really a big Happy Days fan either, really, to be honest with you. Uh, but like I said, the song just sticks in your head, man. Your, so. I, I have a picture of me as a kid doing Fonzie with yeah. a Star Wars Darth Vader shirt on. <laughs> now, I always thought that Henry Winkler always was this tough guy. And you hear him talk in real life, he's got this really soft voice. And it's like, dude, he's nothing like the Fonz in real life. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Waterboy and stuff like that. He's in oh, a dude, show. fucking Night Shift, man, rule. That's my favorite yeah. movie. But... He's in a show with Bill Hader called Barry on HBO. It's fucking yeah. great. <laughs> you know, I used to work at um, what is now considered the Yahoo Center in uh, Santa Monica, which used to be my former job, IPM. And in that building was the offices for Hollywood Squares. So one day, I, I rode the elevator with Henry Winkler a bunch of times. Damn. We were all like, holy shit, the Fonz is in the elevator. But um, one day I was going to get lunch, and I went to get lunch late, like at 2 or 3, like I always screw up because I'm always working crazy. And he's standing there at the salad bar. like, And the salad's all gone because the lunch is like all, every, everybody raided it from noon. And he's there like picking pieces and he's looking all bummed out because like shit, like all the good stuff is gone. And I'm like, I'm picking salad with the fonts. <laughs> like, oh my God. He just looks so miserable because the food was gone. But I was, that was like my moment of running into him. But I didn't say anything to him because I was too starstruck over seeing the fonts in person. And, and he's not a big guy either, you know. In case you guys know, don't know when I said Ted McGinley every time he jumped the shark. That term came from when Fonzie jumped the shark yep. in Happy Days and the show went, Ron Howard left and it was just went downhill. Yep. And uh, does anybody know that Mork and Mindy came from Happy Days? Sure did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Laverne and Shirley did too. Yeah, Laverne and Shirley. That show spawned a lot of Gary and Marshall, of man. Classic, another another great TV guy. And the classy Jody Loves Chachi. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I loved God. that show though as a kid. What? I oh, had a crush man. on Erin Moran. She had the huge knockers. Yeah, she did. Oh, God. I was in love with her. Can't, can't argue that point. Uh, fucking Chachi. Fuck Chachi. 
Yeah, I'd fuck, I'd fuck Joni. Charles in Charge, man. I love Charles in Charge, Nicole Eppert. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, but okay. she was a little oh, girl, yeah. man. But she was a little girl. But I think she's about my age, so I, I get lust after her. So, uh, <laughs> and then we get to uh, my number six, which is Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Everybody remembers that thing, man. The Skippers, you know, Gilligan, you know. Like, and I, I can't remember right now, but I, <laughs> I'm just joking. But it actually, didn't it start out? Did it start out when it didn't include the professor? And Mary yeah, it said they said and the rest, and the rest, right, and yeah. then and then they changed it to the end. They go the professor and Mary and here on Gilligan's Isle in the black and white when it's black and white. Yeah, it's like I didn't ever understand how come they couldn't make a boat. <laughs> You got a professor Well, they did there. finally when the, when the typhoon hit. They finally did. But. Yeah, they got off the island. Did you see those uh, specials? The return, uh, the yeah, Gilligan's Island. Yeah, stuff? the Globetrotter ones. Globetrotters. Yeah. <laughs> they made it a resort. Thurston Al the third. I mean, the fucking professor rule. If you do, can make fucking anything. You know, but they the had fuck? a car. They had all the kinds professor of cool should The professor <laughs> should have had one of those ladies, man. <laughs> they stayed away from him. Come on, they're on an island. They have to have needs. Gilligan got hit. They ain't going for Gilligan or the skipper. No, no. the professor (laughs) was the fucking Fabian on the island, man. (laughs) I was a Marianne guy. Yeah, I was too. But come on, they were celibate bullshit. Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You you know, Thurston and Lovey never had sex. Come on. (laughs) That was before I think they weren't allowed to have like couple in a bed on tv they had two separate beds didn't they people were so gullible back then now if they make Gilligan's Island the professor Mary Ann and Ginger would be having a threesome <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> there's a portal out there somewhere but I'm guarantee you there is somewhere I know there's a Scooby-Doo one <laughs> you enough. know they would today it would be Gilligan Gilligan's getting it all with Mary Ann tonight and the professor's <laughs> having a threesome and the professor right. and the skipper's all jealous <laughs> he has to go for Thurston's she has to go for Lovey. Cheats <laughs> <laughs> on uh, Thurston's with Thurston's wife. We might be onto something here, man. Wait a second. The new series where the <laughs> Thurston Howell can't can't get it perform anymore. So he's like, Lovey, yeah. I don't mind if you're with the professor. <laughs> oh my god! And then we get to our number five. What's your number five? Is it uh, the A Team theme? Oh, oh yeah, that would have been in mine too but I didn't pick it. You know, when you heard that as a kid, you just wanted to like jump off of a, a porch and do a barrel yeah. roll and like, you know, be ready for action stuff. Is it weird that we remember what channel and what time it came on and what day? <laughs> we were just locked in. I mean, we didn't have YouTube and all this other nonsense. We had and- to use our memory. I still, like we were talking about phone numbers. I still remember my growing up home phone number. And I remember my first job's phone number. I could call in and out number 11 anytime I want. Mm-hmm. and say hey give me a burger you know fuck with them but i don't <laughs> i still know their number because that's a private number you can't find store numbers in the directory they they send you the corporate customer service uh, you can't call an individual store no you can't call an individual store you call customer service they'll transfer oh. you to the individual store did you that's ever hear that prank call for the mcpenis fillet <laughs> no <laughs> oh I'll have to send that to you guys. Oh my god! <laughs> and then we get to our number five. What's your number five, Vincent? The uh, the Brady Bunch team. 
What's your number five, Jerry? My number five is the unknown stuntman from the Fall Guy. Oh, oh that was a good one. one. <laughs> I forgot. Heather about that freaking one. Thomas. Heather Thomas. Enough said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> season one and two. Oh, season one. Fuck. I Heather Thomas that. got me through. Got me started in puberty. I think. Man. Oh my God! They just started popping up. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, like what's going on down there? Oh, Heather Thomas is on TV. Yeah. Well, me and Vincent agreed on our number five, the Brady Bunch, man. Fuck. <laughs> I just remember when I woke up about that, about Sam, all that shit. He was always there late at night, getting milk, getting this, getting that. It's kind of alluded he was actually giving Alice the meat, right? Like the he delivered the meat. Yeah. He was delivering the meat on that show. And freaking, I heard stories about Greg and Marsha getting together, Cindy and Bobby getting together. Dude, Greg they and the mom. Up. Greg, Greg and the mom. Freaking the mom. The wholesome American mother. <laughs> Forrest Henderson doing Wesson oil commercials. <laughs> I did meet Greg Brady, though. Oh, he seems like a cool dude, man. <laughs> he kind of was like hitting on my wife at the time, but Ooh, it was like cool <laughs> oh, no. around. It, oh, it wasn't like he was like, he was just kind of flirty with her, but it was it was more funny than, than real. But um, it was at the Hollywood Bowl. I was backstage at a Chic concert. And uh, he was one of the people back there, so I got I got pictures with him and everything. He was he was cool, but it was just a funny moment. Nice. I gotta go to more concerts with you because you you got you get places that nobody else does. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of lost that 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 uh, ability to go see Chic because uh, he she, my ex wife is friends with all of them. So oh, same thing with Duran Duran, right? Same same thing. Yeah, that sucks. Dude, that con- those concerts, those shows haven't sold out yet, man. Duran Duran, I'm surprised. Well, they probably did. I thought this thing would sell out like well, it's hours. Like, it's like four, three dates. It's the three dates, yeah. dude. Yeah. Still. Well, I don't get my tickets to September 9th, the day before I go on September 10th, because my mm-hmm. wife accidentally bought them from a ticket agency. So oh. they're guaranteed tickets, uh, but oh. it just they're not gonna they're gonna send them to me digitally a day before the concert. And I'm like, can't you send them to me now? No. <laughs> they, I have the seat numbers and everything, but they're not sending them to me the day before day before the concert. But uh, yeah, the Brady... I, love, I love collecting the stubs, man. I know I miss that. You have to pay five dollars extra now to get the stubs. It's it worth it. Free. I would pay five dollars extra for it. I lost half of mine. I got two rushes, a Queensrÿche with Jeff Tate. When we saw Jeff Tate. Jeff Tate was awesome. <laughs> that was really good. I was really, I was really happy to see that show. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I miss that club too. <sighs> Damn COVID. Killing clubs. COVID, the rose is awesome because I had a hook up there. <laughs> yeah, you had that work. You were working that. Yeah, I had the hook up there. We saw Ace Fraley, freaking Jeff Tate. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. And uh, what's your number uh, four, Jer- uh, Vincent? Hawaii Five O theme song. Yeah, that's that rocks. Yeah, yeah they play that show out late night every now and then. I still watch it every now and then. I love it. You like the Steve remake? McGarrett was, the remake Steve was McGarrett pretty good. was a jerk, but I love the show. The remake was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was actually. Yeah, yeah. I stopped watching it after the sixth season because it got repetitive. But I need to. I want to go just watch the last last episode just to see how they ended it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do with The Walking Dead. I'll watch the last few Walking Dead right. episodes. <laughs> no, you, you won't catch me watching that. That that's just a soap opera. But you want to see it? Like what happened the last two episodes, the final I, ones? I hope I all been, of them get eaten alive. <laughs> I well, unfortunately Dar- had to watch every episode so far, and man, it's just gone down the hill so much, man. Dude, I stopped watching it after Glenn died. 
As much as much as that episode ruled when Negan fucking bashed Abraham and Glenn, after that is when it started going to shit. Now I hear Negan's a nice guy and the, yeah. and the woman who killed Glenn, the, he killed her husband and she's yeah. all cozying up to him. She, the actor said that made me want to vomit when I read that because she <laughs> clear, killed Glenn. What are they doing? <laughs> they don't know how to write a story, you know. Yeah. They, they tried to work this formula and after season two, when they got rid of the original person, um, the guy who directed Speed, because uh, he made it like a movie and he wanted to spend money to make it like a movie. And they're like, oh, no, don't don't put zombies in it. Like, make a few of them jump out of the shadows. So we don't have to spend money on the makeup budget, like hide them so we don't have to see them. And then, like, the show just went to shit. And then they were just like turning it into a soap opera. And like even George Romero, who invented zombies, he said he, does, he said that zombies don't run. And he's just like this. He doesn't consider The Walking Dead anything when he was alive because he, he said he called it a soap opera. Yeah. So it's like I liked hey. it until Glenn died and then I was bored. But um, did we get to your number number four, Jerry? No, my number four, Cheers theme song. Oh, Cheers. One too. Fuck, I forgot about yeah. that one. That would have made my top ten, but now it isn't. I mean, it's a song where everybody knows its name, you know. I would have, I would replace this one. I picked the Facts of Life. Oh, that's a really popular one. That's a very yeah. because I have the song in my head. I don't have, I do sing where everybody knows you all the time, and I always go Norm. Now that's ingrained in me too. And I, I liked Coach, but I thought Woody was better. <laughs> so that was just that was a great show, man. I can't believe I didn't pick it. And then we get to our number three. What's your number three, Vincent? What was your number four? Oh, my number four? I told you the facts of life. Oh, okay. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, so what's your... I'm the one who drank a little bit of whiskey here. I know where I'm at. <laughs> I'm lacking the whiskey. That's why I need some whiskey. <laughs> what's your number three, uh, Vincent? Uh, the theme from Sanford and Son. <laughs> so iconic. It yeah. is, man. <laughs> we spent so much time watching all those episodes because we, we watched them... That was like one of the favorite shows in my home. So we always mm-hmm. watched it. Yeah. Another show that I was watching while it was still on was MASH. I'm watching the reruns. <laughs> MASH, that was, yeah. That, that was, was weird. You don't, you don't have she that has anymore. Lyrics. Huh? Actually, has lyrics to their theme song. Yeah, Suicide is uh, Painless. Yeah. So what's your number uh, three, uh, number three, that, Jerry? <laughs> All in the family theme song. Oh, that's, a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. Normal here again. Brilliant show, way ahead of its time. Uh, fucking the Sammy Davis episode is one of the best shows in TV history, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and the fucking song is just, you know, everybody sang that song when it was on. See, that's a song that's never in my head. That's why I didn't pick it, but it's a good one. I agree. It's just a song that never comes in my head. I can't. Remember the lyrics now. I just know her going, wah, 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 wah. you know, but the two were the days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just see my parents when I see them too, right there. Is that really her with Kiss? Oh, you mean Alice Cooper? No, no the, yeah, with Alice Cooper. Is that really her? Yeah, that's really her. But um, a lot of people are stupid and think it's Studio 54, but it was. Um, a play, a thing called Shakespeare Cabaret, and it was in uh, a charity benefit in Hollywood where there was a lot of different celebrities that performed. And she had a, a dancer outfit on because she was doing a chorus line dance with uh, 
in the performance of that thing. And uh, everybody always thinks it's Studio 54, but it's this charity event. And uh, everybody was, uh, uh, there's a couple of all those pictures of them backstage of, of them around Edith Bunker in that outfit. I know. I was like, damn, Edith is uh, getting down. <laughs> she probably was a freak of the week forever. Hey, man, she looked like she didn't look like anybody I wanted to touch in that show. But uh, <laughs> the daughter was hot at one time. <laughs> Sally Struthers. Yeah, Sally Struthers. Now I see her. I think about her pedaling for the kids in Africa. Oh, the charity. Yeah. The charity. Yeah. Put on like 500 pounds talking about people starving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people have things happen. So what's your, <laughs> my, my number three, we got your number three, Jerry. You did. Yeah, it was family. all the family. Okay. Mine is the Big Bang Theory. I love that fucking theme because I always go, they built up pyramids, mad science, mystery, Galway, a mystery. It always starts with Big Bang, bang, you know. I, I think the freaking uh, who's the guys who did that theme? Bare naked ladies. Bare naked ladies. It's fucking. It's fast. It's quick, and it's memorable. It's fucking a, like a song. It's fucking amazing genius on that theme. Mm-hmm. And plus, Kelly Cuckoo's in that show. <laughs> and you didn't like the stewardess, huh? Didn't get. No, I didn't get to watch the second one yet. Oh, the second one's pretty damn good. It's a drug trip, man. It's pretty cool. And then uh, we get to our number two, which are number two, Vincent. Oh, it's kind of a tie because I I I was thinking of two another classic of the Adams family. Oh yeah, that was on my my list. I took it off. And um, it's a tie because I also think that the theme from from Taxi is also just as super important. I should have ruled. Really memorable. Super super yeah. memorable was more like what I was going for with these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taxi was awesome. Uh, who do you like better, Laka or Jim? Uh, I was definitely a, a, a Jim guy. <laughs> Me too. Christopher Lloyd, Back to Future. Remember Mark Daly? I have the book. Mickey's bringing that up when I, that top, remember the episode where we did the top 10 movies? I go, Back to Future, I had the book, man. <laughs> Drunk episode where I was just passed out. <laughs> the wife comes behind me to see if I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, fucking Jim rules. And then what's your number two, uh, Jerry? Uh, the theme from The Greatest American Hero. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> what a, It was a cool show. It lasted, what, two or three seasons? Yeah. Then they tried going, they tried going with a girl for a season that didn't work out very well. Well, I have the seasons right there, but they're buried. So I can't. Who was that? Joey, Scar- Joey Scarberry, I think his name is. I think so. I have wrote a couple songs for the show, actually. Yeah, love I, the I, casting. I said the cast of that show was brilliant, man. Yeah. William Cat was amazing, and who was uh, that? Robert Culp and Connie and wh- Stella? What was Robert Culp's favorite thing? I got a scenario. <laughs> scenario, yeah. Scenario. The little, the little green guys. Yeah. yeah, there's a little scenario here. He always said scenario. <laughs> that was the yeah. running joke on this show, and they did it on purpose. Yeah. I know they did, but that was a great show. And that was my number two also. <laughs> we agreed on that, dude. I just love, it's like, ah, it was like different, man. A superhero doesn't know how to use his powers. He loses the book. That's great. It's he loses awesome. the book in the desert. The instruction <laughs> manual. So what's your number one, Vincent? Okay. This, this is just the one for, for all the marbles. The theme from Mission Impossible. Great. Oh, that was a good one, too. Yeah. That one just kills. It's just amazing theme yeah um i like the version of, that adam clayton did 
that was pretty good. that was three right yeah i think so they did the version him and uh adam clayton and larry mullen jr redid yeah. the you know it's pretty cool and everybody says you two can't play i don't fucking know where they get this from that was a good version yeah it's really good that's really they modernized it nicely yeah so what's your number one jerry I was born in Cincinnati, man. So oh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Yes. <laughs> you, I, I would have picked that song, but I knew you, I knew you were going to pick it. Probably I, my I wanna... favorite show of all time. That mash my two favorite shows. I think WKRP oh. has it. I mean, Johnny Fever, Venus Flytrap. These guys were awesome. Yeah, Herb Tarlick, Jennifer. I mean, great, great characters. Yeah, the turkey, the turkey show. I thought they could fly. Yeah. I got the new the new series though. There's they, they have most of the original music in it now, but there's still some missing. I'm waiting for it to, for it to get the original music because I heard they're working on it. I mean, there's still. bands like Pink Floyd are being they're being dicks about. It. They're not putting any of their songs on it. Well, but... they're going to be dead soon, so we'll probably get it. <laughs> <laughs> their family's going to cash in on that family. Yeah, I don't uh, see why. If I can get a nice pitch, I don't know. Who owns the rights? David Gilmore owns the rights to all the Pink Floyd music. Yeah, I think so. Yep. But he does work with Roger on the stuff he did. So Roger still has a third, I guess, because they all have to agree on it. But uh, yeah, um, great show, great theme song. Um, I'm trying to think what I forgot in this list, but can't think of any that I. I have some. I I have some, but uh, mine is you guys' lower one, Dukes of Hazard, every Friday night, watching fucking just the good old. I don't like country music. This is why it's number one. (laughs) <laughs> and I I got into country music listening to Waylon Jennings. I like Waylon Jennings. I like Johnny Cash. I like the outlaw country, but I like Glenn Campbell. He's not outlaw. But yeah, uh, yeah but uh, Glenn Campbell is amazing. And Eddie Rabbit. They're more pop, but that's that's all the country music I like because of Waylon Jennings. Got, well, I liked Glenn Campbell before that, but Waylon Jennings, just the good old, and going, yeah, when they're jumping at the end. Of, just, and then he freaking narrated the fucking series, too. Mm-hmm. How amazing was that? <laughs> the theme song guy's narrating the Dukes. That boy's slicker than Lauren on a doorknob. Yeah, <laughs> it just pisses me off that they're calling them racist because of the fucking flag. It wasn't we didn't think it was fucking irritating? No, but it's it's more stupid people trying to tell you uh, because you you saw that you watched that that's what you um, that's what you'll become because nobody I knew became racist from watching a flag on top of a car on a TV show. It's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more than... It's, you watch the, that problem, show, the problem isn't a flag. You watch that show, they're helping Asians, they're helping Blacks, they're helping everybody get out of trouble. That show, did it had a good lesson, family, fucking food, Bible, and, and respect, respect. They couldn't respect the law because the law was fucking evil. The law was corrupt, yeah. It was corrupt. So good people shouldn't be t- that also teach you a lesson just because you're Christian doesn't mean you have to take the shit they're giving you. You know, you could walk away and fight it, you know. So I, mean, I understand why some people are upset over the the flag and discussing the, the history of it and stuff like that, but to tear down the show and and you know basically get it completely blacklisted and removed from everything in sight, it's like you can't say yeah, you- Fast. You better buy some of these shoes while you can, man, because they're going to be so sterile after I got a while. Most of them. I need right. the other ones, but uh, they wanted to airbrush the flag out of the show. Like I had to buy the fucking, all the fucking Roadrunner cartoons because 
<laughs> they think you can kill yourself by watching the Roadrunner, you know. But the thing that gets me with the Dukes is that the people that are wanting it banned have never watched one fucking episode of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't even they if they watched it seasons of it, they see them helping black people, they see them helping Asians, they see them helping people wrong by the law. It doesn't matter what race you were, the Duke boys would help you. You know, the Duke family would be by your side, you know. Yeah. Captain Bob would be my side. <laughs> Daisy Duke show shorts man was, was, her, was she related to Barbara Bach I don't know she was so. hot too man she was hot too I know but yeah. I have the shows that that were almost picked the Munsters which you guys picked Growing Pains Silver Spoons Eight is Enough Welcome Back Cotter The Monkeys ah The Monkeys Breeze Company and Scrubs oh, Scrubs, yeah. I almost picked Scrubs for one of them. I yeah, love that Scrubs. show. Those are my also brands or whatever you call them. Hill Street Blues. Ah, yeah. The only one not on the list that I had that you didn't say was the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show. Actually. Oh, <laughs> X- I had Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes should have been on my list. Dun, 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 oh, yeah. what about Dallas? The theme from Dallas. Oh, uh, Dallas. ER. <laughs> ER was good. Knight Rider. Oh, Knight Rider. Do it. Yeah, you could do a top hundred on this, man. You Knight really Rider, fucking uh, BJ and the Bear, you yep. know, Sheriff Lovo. So many good shows out there. It's fucking, I just what I said, could we pick 20? And I said, fuck it, I made you. But you cheated on the last episode. Fucking, you but I'm picked... glad nobody mentioned the French theme song. <laughs> what about Airwolf? Airwolf, I didn't watch that show. I don't remember it. Uh, Magnum P.I. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Magnum yeah. P.I. was awesome. These are freaking, what's that, that guy? Who produced it and created the show? He wrote all those theme songs like Riptide, Glenn Larson. Glenn Larson. And he was also for Battlestar Galactica, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wrote that also. Yeah. So I just thought of one that I was going to put on the list and I completely fucking forgot to put on. Bosom Buddies, man. My life. Oh, man. Bosom Buddies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot but, believe I didn't put that one on there. Yeah. But there was, I, that's why I didn't put Married with Children because it's already, a, it wasn't written for that show. They my just life used was, to, though, wasn't it? No, my Billy life was Billy that Joel. Time. That was yeah, his I know. Song. He didn't write it, was, it for that it was show. Written for that show originally, I thought. No, he didn't write it for that show. That's not even him singing in the theme. That's some other guy singing it. No. That's not Billy Joel singing the theme, dude. What? Watch. Let's see. Uh, you got it? Break it out. I'm gonna see. Let's see. I'm not I haven't seen the show in so long, so you might be right, so but It didn't sound like Billy Joel to me. Stop telling me. It says, who sang the Bosom Buddies theme song? That was not Billy Joel singing Billy Joel's song in the credits when it was originally a Billy Joel My Life served as the opening theme, though the singer was Gary Bennett. Bennett. Oh, God, I'm reading that, too. You're right. Fuck. I didn't know that. I knew that. I know Billy Joel. I'm a huge fan. Hey, look, we're in Star Wars land now. <laughs> you got all the cool shit. My background's always fucking maybe disappear. Like, you got yeah. the better computer. Well, I just got a lesson tonight. Thank you. Yeah, so, man, we want to uh, thank you, Vincent, for coming on here, man. No problem. Yeah, man. Very cool. Yeah, Do you have I anything to promote? I love hearing your stories, man. Love hearing your stories. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me.
Yeah. Anytime. Do you have anything to promote? Any? No, not currently. <laughs> well, currently, we could been... say listen to our friends, the Plug Podcast with Bushy and Metal Mike. Also listen to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and Ian Wadzilla. And then um, also the Rock All Over You Podcast with Edwin Conestrachi and uh, Eric RMCP Jordan. Uh, check out all those podcasts. And uh, the Rat Salad Network which is what we're on with the great Wayne Noon from his band Project Resurrect. Check them out. Check out the Rat yep. Salad Network. We are on audio versions of this show on the Rat Salad Network, wherever you get podcasts at. Wayne posts it a few days later. And um, he told me to do all this or he was going to kick us off. So uh, just joking. Love you, Wayne. But uh, that's where we're at. Find us, subscribe, check us out, share this shit. Um, our episodes have been getting a little better. Uh, more downloads that yeah. eight, that fucking Vinnie Vincent got us 50. I was like, whoa, I guess you talk about kiss and fucking get a lot of downloads. Talk about train wrecks, man. I'm yeah, telling you, people want to hear, watch a train wreck. Oh, also Decibel Geek with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. They're just, they're doing a Torpedo Dudes on the Creatures Fest. So check out their new episode. Pretty cool, man. It's a great podcast. And uh, thank you, Vincent, for coming on here, man. And uh, you guys take it easy, man. All right. Take care, everybody. Take care, Subscribe. Bro. Yeah.